a midday greeting to you. This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. I'm stuck inside. Not really stuck, but it's it's a bit uh, it's a bit miserable out. <clears throat> so I thought I'd I'd record from inside. And uh, the topic I have in mind has to do with islands. And one of the one of the first stories uh, that I read that had an island or islands was the Wizard of Earthsea. It's uh, set in this archipelago, which is this group of islands. And, and somewhere I, I, I read that there was this, it was symbolic, that an island symbolized um, a person. I guess in the same way that you know, there's that um, a man's home is his castle, you know, or um, you know this this notion of oneself, say, being surrounded by a body of water. It it might had to, it might have had to do actually with an archipelago that there's this that there's this um, kind of when you look at the map of uh, Earthsea, it looks. It it looks almost like say you know there's a fragmentation, and the, uh, my interest in islands uh, has continued. That I in my own writing I have a, um, a very important island, and then I I keep finding myself going back to um, the the myth of. Atlantis, and like not even trying, just sort of you know bumping around, looking stuff up, and oh, there's Atlantis again. There's Atlantis, <clears throat> and I talked, I talked, I talked, talked recently about doing past life regression. I can't remember if it was called hypnotherapy, but there was a uh, there was an element of. Um, there was an element of it. Uh, to me, to me, it seemed more like a kind of guided visualization, rather than hypno hypnosis, right? It was more like, say, getting calm and then doing that. Uh, and as far, as far as islands, uh, Atlantis was very anticlimactic with just this sort of rubble and these caves and there wasn't there wasn't anything really there so islands what what do, what do islands offer us islands offer us uh, a refuge there's a, a journey, say, say how you get to the island. Various stories, like say Robinson Crusoe, or even um, Gulliver's Travels, have have these 
have these islands that uh, characters will wash up on. I was just thinking, I, I, I would like to have more... I suspect that now we have more um, writing by women. Like, say, I wish that there were stories that I could draw from. I wonder how many women in the past, say around the times of um, Robinson Crusoe or Gulliver's Travels, who who were releasing and who were releasing stuff under, um, say, pseudonyms. I remember there's a... It, around, around, I think she was uh, involved with Chopin, and there was a, an author who, who... She called herself George, and I believe she dressed up as in men's clothing. And is it George... George Sanderson? Something like that. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm just sort of pulling, seeing if I can pull, you know, these pull these threads. I like though how I started off with Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, I never intended to. <laughs> I think that's what it, what it is with say books that you get from um, from the outside, like say that you don't choose, you know, you don't find it, but it's sort of given to you. Um, an another book that I. Yeah, I've received a number of books. They're sort of these recommendations, you know. Oh, here, check this out. But they're often not sort of say in my um, age, like say you know being a kid or a teenager. Um, often they're sort of more mature. But that's how it works. So I'm just I'm just thinking of that first experience with um, the uh, with Earthsea and then the trilogy. I I definitely had Ur Wizard of Earthsea first, and then I I acquired the other couple of books, and I didn't continue with with the series. Why it seemed to have it seemed to have changed perhaps because Ursula K. Le Guin's uh, style of writing w was was different. What else was different? The where she was writing this archipelago. It is interesting now to to be thinking about it and to be thinking about that fantasy world because it's it's islands. It's not continents or you know the coastline of a continent or. That there's there's a definite difference there. And I remember not liking uh, I remember not liking the book itself, say that uh, I'm just sort of say thinking about thinking about uh, the ending, thinking about the plot. And I almost—it almost feels like that maybe I might have been a bit too young, or a bit, you know, that I wasn't um, conscious. It sort of struck a nerve. Like I was like, oh, 
it that reminds me of a um, um, Steinbeck. I read John Steinbeck. I read um, The Red Pony, and there was a similar kind of similar kind of feeling to it that, like, say, I did really did not like. You know, this um, is is kind of a tragedy, but I'm not sure how Wizard of Earthsea is is a tragedy that. Uh, you know this this young wizard um, breaks the rules and is cursed, pretty much. Cursed and, and is on the run. <clears throat> there is an ending, um, but I just remember my first reading. I'm sure now I w- I, w- I would have you know a different perspective. I did I think I, yeah I did read it perhaps ten or so years ago. And I had a completely different perspective. But when I was younger, I, I was just like, oh, well, that's no good. And I, I wonder if that has to do with, say, cliched tropes. And, and that when you're a young reader, they're not cliché. Or at least in my case, I, you know, they, it's, it's all fresh and new. And um, that sort of like, say, you know, the, the villains are, you know, there's, they're bad. <laughs> there's no anti-hero. There's no um, gray characters. The, there's no um, moral ambiguity, right? You're either good or you're bad. So now I'm arguing against myself. <clears throat> I think I think the topic may have strayed from islands. I have. <laughs> don't know how I came up with islands. <clears throat> Maybe two could return to islands just to sort of continue it. Another island that ha- keeps emerging, uh, especially recently, uh, is Rillie, which is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Uh, and it's the, it's the island where uh, Cthulhu is this alien deity is interred, is imprisoned. Uh, there's an ambiguity there. You know, is Cthulhu dead? Is Cthulhu dreaming? Right? What? What exactly is this? Uh, and I, I've I've seen different interpretations of it. Um, you know, there's a role-playing game that that had it. There's a, a there's a lot of art out there where there's um, it's it's that's a nice inspiration uh, like to see the the, you know, the interpretation of of these um, of this particular place, you know, which holds, like, say, in pop culture, right? Um, even if you know nothing about Cthulhu, you know, you probably, uh, you know, have heard something about it, or if you don't know anything about that, you might know about Lovecraft. Um, uh, you know, it's not... I, w- I would say it's not the easiest stuff t- to read. It's kind of hearkening back to the 19th century 
and Purple Prose, um, more on the macabre side of, of things. I think I think it has to do with the the notion, the notion of this place, and two, it's a sunken island, uh, much like Atlantis, but it has this, um, it has the macabre, it has the, um, this foreboding, uh, in the story, where it's featured. It's almost like, um, like so we have this this burial prison that this alien god is is in and it's sort of like quote unquote he um i think i think i think i think it's a masculine gender but you know so we have this um you know this this mind seems to be reaching out all around the world and kind of drawing you know these cultists and people and and um there's sort of like this kind of preoccupation and awareness of uh Rillier and uh you know that that Rillier is rising once again and you know that I think one of the ways they describe it is the the star is a line right so it's 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 time it's time for this thing to happen and again in in pop culture there's these references to Cthulhu wakes up and Cthulhu goes out and, and does this stuff and um does this stuff meaning um uh, destroys the world and is you know there's these cartoons of Cthulhu eating people and um just that the almost like say a, a a black humor, dark humor that it's make making fun of you know one's own mortality and um, <laughs> it's disturbing. And, uh, but also, it's also interesting. And, and but it, I find myself, um, returning to it. Uh, I was talking with a, um, an, an actual role-playing game, uh, writer, uh, named Anthony at, uh, VCon, the local convention. And, uh, I, I, I mentioned a, a, a project, which is this source book for really a, just sort of thinking. I've, I've seen other people working on it, but I haven't seen it out there. And I thought it would be interesting to do something like that. And so, what I like about it is, is this connection um, to the mind. And I was reading a comic book recently with that was written by Alan Moore and he has he has um he gets into subjects and talks topics that are um disturbing and 
I have a, a, a long reading, like say I first encountered him, he was writing a comic book for DC comic books, he was writing a series, and that continued, and I, um, I followed him through um, The Watchmen and, and, other, and other stuff. But he, so he was writing about um, Rillier, and he was writing about it that it was a place in the mind, that it was still, it still existed um, in people's, or that it, it existed in people's minds, and that you could say access it from dreams and things like that. And that's kind of my own experience with, say, doing past life regression, you know, and then, you know, I don't expect, even expect it, and this hypnotherapist is saying, let's go to Atlantis. Um, and I, I thought that Atlantis would be this you know, amazing, that there, I don't know, that there would be, you know, Grecian columns or some rem remnant of some kind of civilization, and, uh, and, and there's nothing there. If you're looking at it as the subconscious, like say I would read into it and say, you know, that that's how I'm kind of looking at myself. That there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's no, um, there's no real great um, remnants of some kind of culture or something like that. And uh, it's a, it's a bit, it's a. And two, that it's totally wrong, but perhaps it has to do with. And sorry, I'm jumping a bit. I'm going back over to Rillier and going. In, in that example, there's a city there. There's ruins. Um, it's also the architecture is very odd and kind of like a giant optical illusion. Like say that you could you know you walk around and you know you might disappear and reappear somewhere else and um, that it would play havoc with your with your senses you know you'd hear things and see things and feel things uh, not to mention this you know the this omnipresent um, mind <laughs> you've walked into a mind field. Um, Yeah, and and uh, the whole notion of Atlantis, uh, you know, going into that kind of stuff. I know, I know, and I knew a little bit about it that it, you know, that there's this expectation of this great sort of civilization, and thinking about it, I like thinking about it in, in the way that Alan Moore was was writing about Rillier that. You know that Atlantis would be this sort of experience, this kind of um, axis mundi, right? This kind of central place where you know you could you could go and yeah, that you would have this kind of dream-like experience, and yeah, that didn't happen, and. And I, I I remember too. I wasn't I wasn't even bothered by it. I didn't, you know, I I hadn't painted a picture, right, and built up any kind of. You know, even even when I went there, to this thing, it was all about. Like I was like, 
uh, I was skeptical, and I, and I, I still am. I, I think that it's imagination, and I think it's, it, it's more about myself. And I, yeah, I would go all the way and say, you know, it is. It's me. It's, it's like it's like a dream interpreting a dream. If, if, if there is anything such as reincarnation, I, I would say that it would be incarnation. So that, yeah, that, that would be my kind of adjustment to it. And e- even then, I'm, I'm quite sort of standing quite far back from that. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, imagination is the, that's the, that's the key to the whole thing. And so, the uh, the place of islands that Earthsea uh, inhabits. There is a there is a for me there's a thread that the main character has this kind of split that there's these two sides. Um, so there's his own side, which has become uh, weakened by this division. Uh, it's a bit Jekyll and Hyde. So we have this civilized, meek, um, quote-unquote, good side. And then we have this uh, kind of kind of demonic beast, um, wild side, and that this, that this split in the character, it, I, I, I remember that it, that this, this sort of wild side, that it's growing stronger and that the, the good side is growing weaker, and It, not not to spoil anything, but they're they're moving towards a final confrontation, right? So, um, you know, and 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 this the end result, like say that Ursula K. Le Guin is going for more of a, um, I, I I remember some kind of in, um, interpretation of, of the Wizard of Earthsea, and that that it was more Eastern rather than Western. Like say that the Western um, paradigm is that, you know, there's two sides, you know, the good and the bad and the good is going to win. Usually, or, you know, that that's the desired outcome. Whereas the Eastern is seeing, is, is it's like yin-yang, the symbol where you have this sort of spiral. You have two parts that are sort of, rotating around each other and sometimes you'll see it where you know, like it's it's a it's a black part and then a white part and almost like fish and then the the white fish has a, a, a black eye and then the black fish has a white eye which is to say that they are part of each other rather than being separate uh, and in conflict that in, instead they are in you know union so it's a 
it's a union of opposites or it's a, um, and also that, you know, each exists in the other, which is very, which is very nice. And, and, and two, it's, it's not to say that there isn't, um, that the polarity of, you know, angelic versus demonic, because that does exist in the East. You know, you can, you can see it say in Buddhism, um, I want to say animism, but I'm just going to stick with the Buddhism because I've seen yeah, sculptures and art and um, huge, huge uh, writing, the like stories like Journey into the West with the Monkey King. You know that that's that's all about um, that's all about this division, right? You you want to get away from your uh, you know bad side and you want to get towards your good side. And I, I think the perception that the perception that the interpretation was going for in the case of Wizard of Earth Sea, it, it it's about uh, Taoism because that symbol of the yin yang, you know, this circle that has the two halves that are spinning in the you know, black side, white side, that 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 is that is uh Taoism. You know, and and Taoism is it's a part of it's it's say you know most you can see it most in uh, China, but it extends it extends outward and even in Vancouver there's a, a Taoist place um, and it it's part of Tai Chi and I could be straying but I'm pretty sure that it's part of Tai Chi. I took Tai Chi for, I think, maybe a month, a little while, and that's where I got to see a demonstration of, of Tai Chi fighting. They actually had weapons, right? so these, these kind of pole arms, pole arms, halberds, these um, sticks with sort of knives at the end of them, um, larger knives, not spears, so blades actually. But yeah, that. So 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 that's the intention. So the intention of Wizard of Earthsea is more Taoist, and just just to jump back to Lovecraft's uh, Rilier and Cthulhu, um, even even that is is mired in this notion of. Um, this this notion of opposites and that you know this quote unquote Western idea of opposites that you know you want to get on the side of good you know we're not going for a balance right you want to be more good than bad and e even those even those terms are are difficult why. I, I'm just I'm just thinking of say, um, losing the best part of yourself, right? Like say, um, and and how would that be possible? You know, sort of like this the wild side of yourself, and you know don't shouldn't you shouldn't you lose the you know this the animal side of yourself and you you know embrace sort of something that is um, higher and better. Um, 
and and my I'm looking at it and I'm going well, you know that's tough, right? How is that possible? Um, I'm thinking of things like say when you when you repress um, some part of yourself, and that it's going to it's going to get out in some way or another. It'll it. It's almost like say you know building up pressure like say steam and you know that it there has to be an outlet there has to be whether it's therapy whether it's some kind of sport or activity that it's it's got to come out the main character of the wizard of Earthsea is ged and another name is sparrowhawk i think he even has a an, a younger name so you know so that he goes he goes through names um i'm trying to remember if ged is kind of like a sort of secret name right um there's a wonderful part of it that has to do with um, the naming of things and that say if, if you know the name of a dragon that you can kind of influence the dragon or you can impose impose your will on a dragon say you know stop doing that or do that um yeah and i i think i think it has to do with true names so you you know you you'd keep your true name secret and the problem that i have yeah, so the so the problem I have with with really a is that <clears throat> once again there is a notion of kind of this this sort of bad um this bad place, this bad thing and the, you know this this island and this sort of being that's buried on the island and <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of imagining a a revisioning of Call of Cthulhu and that people would go to to this island of Aurelia and that they would I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um some kind of um car horn, truck horn probably out there. Yeah, so say it would be scientific inquiry versus terror right that deep down everyone knows this is not a good place to be right <clears throat> which again i don't subscribe to right i um for, for me the really a is is kind of um it it is the mind it is symbolic especially of the this kind of sort of submerged mind um, that say you know there's stuff underneath that you don't want to look at, right? You don't want to, but maybe you need to look at and and need to come to terms with, to grips with. Um, maybe you need to let go of some stuff or embrace some stuff. You know, maybe you were I don't know you were told, you know, oh, <laughs> uh, in my case it was. Dungeons and Dragons. I was told, you know, you know, I not 
to, to play Dungeons and Dragons. That's just a small, you know, small example. We're all told, you know, not to do certain things and <clears throat> and there's a rationale, you know, and, and you want to be a quote unquote good person. Um but but some of these things yeah some some of some of the some of the things that we're told or you know that there's this influence and i get that i think i get this kind of feeling from from really a that it's all about suppressing suppressing this stuff and there there's other things going on that it's 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 you know yeah perhaps perhaps it's good to suppress this it almost feels too when lovecraft is writing these stories that it's a part of himself it's sort of like he's he's it's leaking out of him i've read some of say you know um a biography and say people analyzing you know the writing and that you know that you know here he is he's he's this repressed guy uh in a number of areas you know in sort of odd relationships with family um you know odd relationship with self you know your your identity um and and to that like say i everyone i meet it has these um odd ticks and you know they don't they don't like certain things oh well why don't you like that you know i'm just thinking of an old a childhood friend who put ketchup on everything <laughs> you know and perhaps still does but she um another thing is she liked her her food cut up into very small pieces and and I, you know, I, I, I would, I would sort of see this and, and just, um, it's like, oh, you know, where does that come from? Is that personal preference? Is that influence? Um, is it, is it nature versus nurture? You know, where, where is this from? I think too, that it, it's kind of in our DNA that we bottle things up. And I, I suspect that's the case. Even just to function, to, you know, to be able to, you know, be around other people and communicate that there has to be some level of, of bottling up. I remember some people I know talking to their kids and saying, sort of say defining the voice that there's the inside voice and then there's the outside voice and these this was for young kids who were uh shouting a lot <laughs> and the the parents are gently gently coaxing them into into this into this awareness of that um, eventually you know it would be good if you're not shouting a lot and of course there's occupations where you know you can you can you know you can have a good shout you know being a you know being a singer in a rock and roll band or or you know maybe some kind of 
yeah, some some somewhere where you're supposed to speak loudly. But just in general, you know, that's not that's not what's what's wanted. And there's all kinds of arguments there. Um, a a good outlet for somebody who is, say, angry and aggressive, it could be something like you know getting into um, boxing or sparring or you know some some form of martial art, um, or it could even be sports, depending on the sport, because uh, something like curling would not suit. So the the island holds symbolism. Um, there's there's an element of uh, escape to an island that say you know you're marooned on an island. You're you're left there or you wash up there, and it's a bit it's a bit like being lost. You know you don't know where you are. Usually in in stories there's an element of that that. You know, there's, there's no, there are no maps, say, or there's just a general idea of, of where you are. The island, you know, no one might know about this island, or no, no ships pass that way, or, or, or no airplanes, you know, are, are on that route. So there's, there's a notion of that they are a long ways away. Vancouver has... There's an island, so it's Vancouver Island, where we have our capital, which is, for the province, which is um, Victoria. And there's this difference between uh, the mainlanders and the people on the island. And both sides are calling each other... Um, sort of like, say that you know each each side there's there's otherness there there's this slight demonizing and and saying oh well they those people they don't know how to do it correctly right that they are <clears throat> you know naive or unknowing and it's a strange situation <clears throat> because you know we're sort of we're part of the same <clears throat> part of the same place, part of the same country, part of the same province, part of the same region. <clears throat> the, the, the First Nations language <clears throat> connects from, from the mainland to the island, and that there's this shared dialect. The name of the language is Halkamalam, which is this Salish language and Pacific Northwest Coast language. And um, the, the difference there is dialect. So they're just slightly different. It's, it's like, you know, say, having an English um, dialect. And just sort of like different pronunciation and, and say, you know, slightly different you know, words, but it's, it's the same. It's the same language. There was a contest a long time ago between um, Vancouver Island and Vancouver, Vancouver. Um, and it was it was for I'm just trying to remember 
it was for a part of Vancouver. Um, it was one of the smaller cities that make up Vancouver. It was called New Westminster. And for a while, New Westminster was the capital. And then there, there was this uh, political shenanigans with uh, New Westminster and um, Victoria. So it's these two cities, and they are vying for the status of capital. New Westminster was actually laid out by royal engineers from England, and it was it was designed. It was chosen and designed, laid out, um, you know, like the streets, the streets, and and sort of like say the the the, the core, the concept uh, that it would be. The, um, the capital <clears throat> and the the process that that this was lost to, to Victoria the city on the island was that that the, there was this argument that happened and the more I look into it the more I'm I, I, I'm wondering about it but the the, the story is that one of the that the um, the politician from Victoria, who, who's vying for the you know capital hood, um, had had gotten a hold of the other politician the, from New Westminster has gotten a hold of the um, the speech right sort of this argument and had rearranged the pages. And that sounds a bit more like um what is it called? It sounds like a an excuse so uh, another another story I heard another version uh, uh that I heard was that it was lost in a um card game but there is this an interesting identity shift that exists between the two. So Victoria is the capital now, and New Westminster is kind of this phantom capital, and it has this sort of lost status. It has this notion of, of greatness, and it is, is actually called the royal city. And so it, it, it keeps, it keeps, yeah, it keeps this notion of, of being something that, you know, that it was and that there was this potential. Oh, so now we're on the way to wrapping up. So the, the islands that I've mentioned, there's... There's this feeling of, there's this feeling of um, distance and otherness. I was just thinking of England, and there's a, there's a lot of English identity here. Then the province itself, where I am, is called British Columbia, and. You know, so it has the British in it. Um, the, the there's the language, there's the law, 
the how uh, how politics is done. Like say our democracy is, is based on um, English. Our head of state is the queen, and so there's that sense of identity. And I'm I'm just thinking of um, the UK, or especially, you know, it's because the UK is, uh, you know, there's a, a number of islands there. Um, besides, you know, besides um, England and England, Scotland, and Wales, and and that there's this contrast with with France. There's this history um, back and forth of who's in charge, and this this sort of love hate, you know. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I grew up watching these British shows where there was this sort of constant, constantly talking about the French and how terrible the French were, and they were rude, and, um, you know, the, there's this demonizing of the French, and, you know, and, and yet, you know, we have, we have this relationship um, with them, and, and, you know that's so interesting, right? Say I'm, I'm saying we, and that I have this, I have this connection. Uh, it's called the Commonwealth, and and it's that um, the oh geez, I want to say vassals, but you know the vassal states, but it's say the colonies, um, the the countries that were say once owned by um, the UK um, that sort of now that is sort of branching out and Canada is still quite connected obviously you know Queen is our head of state uh, I think we, I think we are the largest member of the Commonwealth and it's 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 a big sort of um, it's a big relationship, um, and and there is a notion of sort of islandness that you know the we you know we have a the uh, the sea the Atlantic is the Atlantic Ocean is is in between and. So, so there is a sense of you know, say, journey by, journey by water, distance, and distance and separation. Even though people say across the pond, you know, it's, it's a rather large pond. And and there's something, there's something childish about referring to it that way, because you know, it's it's actually a, quite a dangerous pond. It's very deep. But I, 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 do, I do like thinking about and, and, and contemplating these stories, the stories and, and history um, of, of islands. Um, they seem to have this connection to the subconscious. There's, say, you know, the the notion of of being lost, like say, all of a sudden not having 
a sense of place. You know, you're you're uprooted, you're alone. Especially, say, if you're on a desert island. There's so many stories of, um, say, you know, the pirate, you know, pirate adventures, uh, buried treasure, and that ties into the mythology of of the island. And now I find myself trickling over Avalon and I want to say the Hebrides, but there was, I think it was that there was a Hebrides that was a mythological Hebrides, um, that the Greeks themselves had this notion of that in the West there was um, there was this island where there was this tree with golden apples that was guarded by a, a kind of dragon. And and especially in 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 the in the UK or Arthurian mythology that there is this um, there's this idea of of a place of an after afterworld or other world where um, especially in the case of Arthur, right? Say that Arthur is taken there and is you know healing and there's the potential for this king to return and to restore balance, I guess. And uh, although it the the notion of you know it's I, I don't think yeah there wasn't any democracy right so king it would be interesting to have king arthur return and be confronted with democracy and say people you know he'd be sitting there going you know i will return you to you know the hierarchy of you know nature you know that you know you should follow me Right, I am your leader, your virtuous leader, and that everybody would be going. Mm, you know, we want democracy, and King Arthur would be saying, you know, we've got to get rid of this internet thing. Right, it's, <laughs> it's, it, this technology is very wrong, and everybody would be going. Maybe, mm, maybe just go back to sleep for a while. <laughs> Wait, wait for some. Wait for the next time. I'm I'm just just sort of dredging my mind to see if there's any any other kind of islands. I but I think the core of this topic is 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 that is talking about the repression like the repression of of and i would like to just take the the jump before this episode finishes that that the really big thing that is being repressed is one's self capital s so it's the experience of the best um it's the best it's the central part of oneself and the self, capital S, is the, which the best description I, I saw was, it's like the archetype of oneness. 
So instead of, instead of you know, being divided, uh, it's the experience of, say, wholeness. Another, other descriptions are uh, oneness with everything, right? A, a kind of a transcendent experience. And that's something that we don't normally get on a day-to-day basis. We don't have, you know, say, famous people standing up and talking about, you know, how to do that. How do you, how do you cultivate that experience within yourself so that on a daily basis, you know, you have this experience of being whole and complete, you know, rather than fragmented and upset, right? Uh, Instead, we have a lot of talk about, um, say, medication. People do talk about therapy, but we don't really go into the the nuts and bolts of it. Like, we don't get into the ultimate goal of that. Carl Jung, it was individuation, which which is a, a pursuit of capital S, self, right? Um... And, and and that's that's something that is sort of present in in a number of the islands that I've mentioned. That there's this notion of the best part is, or or even that there's a part of ourselves that is sort of um, lost, or that there's a division, that there's right, you know that that there's this island and it's a it's a terrible thing right or say my sort of look at atlantis you know via my imagination and you know it, it was like you know a, a horrible barren rock with some holes in it and that that say somewhere inside there that there's you know yeah, so there's there's something that sort of has been lost that 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 sort of you know covering up, uh, or it's this experience of of being divided from uh, one's one's um, oneself. Say you know throwing away throwing away the the wild side of oneself, or throwing away the wonder. Um, that's one thing with with writing, say, middle-grade fantasy, that I, I have this... I've had this experience. Like, say, I'm open to and allowed to look at... Um, to sort of, you know, quest, question. It's like, what? Well, you know, is there is there anything else? It, was there something lost and left behind? Um, I definitely had people telling me, you know, grow up. <laughs> you know it's time to put the toys away um and two i i had i had my toys taken away and uh you know i had my toys taken away had you know my sort of games taken away um and it was it was for my own good right it's all it's all about the um uh good intentions right and uh but the difficulty is, say, you know, do you lose something in the process? 
do you end up at, you know, midlife crisis or even earlier that, um, that the, the best part of being alive is no, you know, it, it, it's not there. And, uh, yeah. And I can say that for myself, that it's, it's a, a big part of my, of my journey is in, in writing, uh, that it's, it's about engaging with, with that, what is it, the archetype of oneness and, um, to, to cultivate that and to share that, um, and, and too, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough thing to communicate. Uh, like, like I said, it's not, it's not being championed, I think. You know, I'm on, I'm on Twitter every day, hopefully not too much, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't get a great sense that, um, you know, the best part of ourselves is being championed. I, I know that that's in the intention, right? That, that, you know, there's some very sweet uh, uh, people out there, uh, giant hearts. We're all working on stuff. And I, I, I think, too, that it's, it's sort of say, I'm clarifying it for myself, and I'm hoping to improve in that communication with the reader. Like, say... Um, to connect and um, yeah and to I, I've gone from not knowing what I'm talking about to having a much better idea of what I'm talking about that if if I have to define it I, I can define it you know but but also too it it, it takes it takes focus and, and say right now, I'm, I'm really enjoying, but I'm also regretting that the episode has, has sort of reached to the end of its zenith. Um, yeah, so just, so just to tie up, uh, I guess and loosely connect to the notion of islands, that, you know, that, that in a way that's where the self, this, the self is that, you know, this sort of central, um, this axis mundi, right, this kind of world tree, omphalos, um, which is the world navel, that it, you know, it's, it's sort of like the, the middle of the, the world when they talk about Middle Earth, right, Midgard, and, and all of that, um, I think... I think Sacred Mountain that that was black black elk. He was talking about the um, centralness of of Sacred Mountain and the island as well fits into that. There is a centralness um, to the island. There is it it, it has this symbol symbolism of the self capital S and that, you know, if you can get to the Island, if you can, if you can get to the center that you, you will have this experience, you know, and it's, uh, it's, 
it's important. On one level, it's mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's important, mumbo-jumbo. It's important to me, um, you know, because I'm, I'm constantly, say, returning. And, and um, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get to this sort of paradise, this experience of transcendence. And then I will be kicked out again and sort of wandering around going, you know, how do I get back in? Um, and, yeah, you know, suddenly back in the mundane world, and, you know, I was, I was in the story, I was, you know, editing whatever, and then, you know, all of a sudden I'm this kind of... Um, not a Quasimodo, but a a kind of golem, <laughs> a kind of uh, yeah, because because sort of when encountering the you know the self capital S that that there is this feeling of being all together, right? It being complete, and things make sense, and there's a sense of peace and ease. And then, and then leaving that, you know, it's everything seems to be sort of disjointed, and it's it's no longer making sense. And it's a it's an unusual. Um, it's almost like say you've been on this desert island for a long time, and then oh, you get rescued, <laughs> and you end up in this, you know, miserable city where all there's all these miserable people you know, grumbling and groaning about, you know, how miserable their day is and, um, you know, watching miserable news. And, and then, you know, that desert island starts to look really good. Uh, you know, it's like, hmm, how can I get back to that island? Well, this has been a wonderful ramble. Thank you for listening. Take care. And uh, here's, to, uh, here's to you finding your island or mountain, or, you know, world tree, whatever, this sort of central, um, um, central place, uh, central place geography that, uh, yeah, brings you, brings you peace, and peace and calm, and everything makes sense. Take care.